0: Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host Stephen White. With me as always is my co-host Lacey Finley. Happy Monday. Happy E3 week. It is E3 week. Yay. There's a whole lot of nerdy things I guess Mons happening. Christmas. Because Christmas. Not only is E3 happening, what else is there? there's a summer is that Summerfest?
2: Fest? Yep, I think those kind of start to go on top of each other there a little bit and then and oh I know gosh. this
0: isn't necessarily game related, but I'm kinda looking forward to it, is Netflix is apparently doing something like doing they said, Hey, it's geek week and it's like, fuck you. But they're <laughs> <laughs> but they're apparently releasing first looks and trailers for all the quote geeky stuff. Mm-hmm. So from what I'm assuming, we'll finally get a look at Witcher Season Two. Mm hmm. Um one thing that I'm looking forward to, I don't know about you. I don't even know if you saw it. Okay. But uh Masters of the Universe Revelations. I this is it, yeah. This is a show that uh is being the showrunner is Kevin Smith. Oh. And of all people and the animation or at least I have not seen it in motion, but just the screen captures that I've seen, oh my mm-hmm. god. Yeah. It looks so freaking amazing.
2: Masters of the universe?
0: Yeah, like He-Man.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I don't know why I missed that. So I'm hoping that we'll get to see a trailer this week. Because I want to see this in action because it, it looks phenomenal. So I can't wait. And, of course, he said if they were, you know, if they had came to him looking for... I think he said an original concept or original take on He-Man. He's like, I, I've got none of that. He said, but you came to me saying, hey, remember that thing from the 80s? I want you to do all the fan service crap. And he's like, done. Done, <laughs> I got this. I, I can do that.
2: that. Trust that in his hands.
0: So I'm looking forward to that. But no, E3, uh, I guess we'll get some some goodies
2: little snippets here i mean i did read that for sure devolver's got their nice little showcase going on which i know whatever but that's all i kind of care about sometimes <laughs> I'm like i want the continuation of this story is she okay
0: did you hear since we're talking about devolver mm-hmm. i don't know if you saw this now it's not confirmed it's a rumor perhaps mm-hmm. maybe or maybe they're just it's devolver they could be you know just messing with us yep as they're <laughs> prone to do there was a tweet they sent out, I guess, kind of promoting the uh, the show. Mm-hmm. And an eagle-eyed viewer caught an, uh, something off in the background in the distance because it's it's the lady and she's sitting at her desk with some coffee or something like that, just looking kind of distant. But if mm-hmm. you look off in the background, there's a whiteboard, but it's blurred. But if you pay, if you can look close enough, and I did, I I, I did the zoom in and looked at it. It looked like the title at the top that's blurred out or out of focus, if you will, was Hotline Miami 3.
2: Uh Aha. See, I did see the Hotline Miami tweeting Mm -hmm. about buying Hotline Miami 1 and 2 gives you Miami 3 for free. And I'm like, there's no... Three, which they later said, you know, in their own little thread. But I'm like, aha, see, I didn't <laughs> see that hint. I saw that tweet. Uh huh. I wonder.
0: I can only hope they might like, be
2: trolling us too. Like you said, they're
0: <laughs> my my only my only concern with having a three. Like I want it, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, do I?
2: I could go either way. If they make it, I'd probably be interested. But I was a huge fan of one. I was only kind of lukewarm on two. It like, did. one was great. It was perfect. I loved the music so much more. The feel. I, I, and I'm not saying I hated two. No. But it was definitely, I will play one over and over and over again. Yeah, no. two I just played through, I think, once and I was content.
0: Yeah, I would kind of go back to two here and there because I was obsessed, platinum- trophy obsessed with Hotline Miami. And a game like that, I'm normally not. But for whatever reason, I was just like, you know what, by God, I'm going to platinum this shit out of this game. Yeah, And I went and did every challenge, got the scores, Mm -hmm. everything. But Hotline Miami 2, I just... I
2: I don't know why it felt different.
0: Well, I feel like the story was a bit extended, and then there was a lot going on for what Mm -hmm. That's worth, and then I don't, I don't want to say the music was, it just wasn't as good. It like wasn't. you had some very good choice mm-hmm. tracks in certain levels, but overall, I think it was, it wasn't one solid soundtrack. It was like, oh, here's a few good choice tracks, and then a few that like, uh. and then you don't. That replay value kind of goes away because the music's just not there right it's not yeah the with
2: record. one it was like it was it, oh man you yeah. can't even explain just like how pumped it got you and excited to play and keep mm-hmm. even if you were dying 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 you didn't care let's start let's start let's go
0: so i do i would i i guess i kind of do but I, I guess i don't want to be disappointed sure and i guess that's what the where the i don't want it comes from but we'll see
2: I'm content with where it's at personally. We'll see, yeah. But you know me; I keep going. But new stuff, but, maybe. But new. new
0: I mean, news? I'll I'll admit I'll buy it day one. That's it's a definitely. I must probably f- would too. <laughs> because I'm I'm that kind of that kind of fan. Mm-hmm. So, um, what did I want to talk to you about? I felt like we had some stuff to talk. You know what? No, I want to talk about this. I want to. I want to. I didn't even write it down, but I just felt like I wanted to bring it up. Um, mm-hmm. Yesterday, you may have seen that I tweeted uh, a birthday wish I to did. Darcy, the okay. male girl. Now she, I've, you've heard me talk about the last drive-in here, mm-hmm. and
2: which is making me want to get shutter, Yeah, by the way, I just wish they had like a PlayStation app or something because that's the only way I know how to watch TV in my house. I don't mm-hmm. have those fire sticks and fancy stuff.
0: Now this is this is one of those situations where. You feel like the, you know, like if I was, to, if you were to go out, he may, I don't know. I don't want to use Bruce Campbell as an, as an example. Let's try someone else. Uh, mm-hmm. Who, who uh, Hugh Jackman or Ryan Reynolds. There you go. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan he's Reynolds. a big, sure. he's a, he's a big star. He's one of them actor types. He is. Yeah.
2: I've so heard if of
0: So if I was to tweet happy birthday to Ryan Reynolds, 10 bucks, I'm not going to get a response.
2: Yeah, that that one could go either way. That okay. one could go either way. Yeah.
0: I got a response from Darcy.
2: I saw it. Yeah. It was so I it was so cute.
0: But you know why? She seems
2: very nice.
0: She yeah. is. And and I I want to admit something here. And I feel compelled Ew. in some way to admit some something here. here. Well, it's when I first started watching The Last Drive-In I had a preconceived notion about who she was. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you you look at somebody and you just assume.
2: That that terrible trait. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I don't. You know. And and last week or the week before, uh, after a drive-in, mm-hmm. she had put out. I think this was Memorial Day weekend. She put out a a blog post. I didn't know she had a blog. I didn't know she had a website or whatever. But she put out a blog post, and she seemed like she was uh, troubled or had some turmoil. And I did some digging. And I went and read the post, and it was massive. Not only did I learn that she was feeling troubled for Joe Bob because people were uh, lambasting him, calling him... uh, conservative, racist, and all this stuff because he wrote for a newspaper that has a conservative lean at one point in his career because he needed a job.
2: That was probably before it was the poop show that it's
0: yeah. turned into yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's, he's been in the business long enough. But, you know, hey, we all... I'm sure the company that I work for, I would almost bet... Has more of a conservative lean, mm-hmm. but you know most corporations that, do that. Yeah, that doesn't mean that I'm that. No, but he apparently people have been throwing shade his way because of that. So she was kind of, and it's it's taking its toll on him. You know, you yeah. want to be called a racist? You want to be called hateful? I mean, that's not who you are. And right, of course, Twitter being Twitter. Oh but yeah. Then you she, did
2: one thing thirty years ago, and you're just done for.
0: Right. But at the same time, she was also talking about her own woes and issues with body image and and bullying. Oh, that's unfortunate. And things like that. And in that moment, when I heard that, when I was reading through it, I had this deep well of guilt for ever thinking That way about her or at least having any kind of preconceived notions that I knew who she was, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I just, it broke my heart because I don't, I mean, it it was almost like a lesson learned. Do not judge. Do not judge because you have no idea what people are going through or who they are. And when she just laid all this out and talked about why she is the way she is, like she has this thing where, like, I made the preconceived notion that she, maybe she had plastic surgery. Just because she's, she's uh, well-endowed. But just she, busty she lady. said not a bit. Now, I, I don't know no, about I mean, it. I'm talking about here, I guess. Oh, in her face? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah. really?
2: That doesn't look like it at all to me, but I don't know.
0: I Well, again, preconceived notion. Yeah, you know, I, every... assu- I made assumptions, <laughs> and I feel, I feel horrible about it. Yeah. But... She she was talking about how she doesn't smile or she kind of has this this way where she kind of has a small smile or just kind of smirks. And she says it's not because of plastic surgery it's because it's like a nervous tick because people have told me I'm ugly or that my teeth are ugly or that my smile is ugly or just. Yeah. And, you know, the more I just I read and read and read, I just I wanted to, like, just hug her. You know? Yeah. Because in my my entire view of her, just not that I didn't have any. You like, weren't thinking
2: it, negatively because of it. No, it no, 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 no. Yeah. And
0: it's not and it's not like a, a light bulb went off. Like I was sitting there thinking terrible things about her up to that point. <laughs> right. It was right. just, I went back to that initial reaction that mm-hmm. I had. But then, you know, as I watched the, the last drive-in, Over and over. I mean, she was just there. I grew to like her as a person and who she was and got to know her. But it was in that moment, it took me back to that initial reaction and just made me feel like utter shit. And I'm glad that I did. Yeah. Because that's, that's what needed to happen. I didn't need to be like, well, not me. I didn't mean anything by it. Not all people would do that. No, I did. Yeah. And it just... I hate myself for it but this this I keep hitting my mic I'm sorry <laughs> I do it all the time but this uh no I just I felt like I wanted to wish her not that like I didn't expect anything I mm-hmm. honestly didn't expect her to respond sure. so I, I mean it meant a lot that she did and hopefully even just the the simplest of well wishes for her I'm birthday sure it does yeah I hope it did because yeah. I wanted her to know that you know, I, she it's inspiring to go through that all of your life, but still press on. Yeah, you know, I, I have my own issues. I, I've, I don't think I've ever been bullied to an extreme, but I have. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's different for everybody. Sure, obviously, yep. so we all have our our issues, but uh, no, she it's it's. I'll never do Good it for day. her. Yeah.
2: Good for her. Yeah. Good.
0: Anyway, yeah, I just wanted to share that because a confession. But, a confession. Yeah. I think
2: all of us have been guilty of that at some point in our lives and probably lying to ourselves if we say, I've never done that. It's. Yeah. But recognizing it, working on it, moving past it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely don't want to ever do that again. Mm-hmm. You know, like even even if i I've, since then and i know it's only been maybe a week but if i feel <laughs> it creeping on for whatever reason but if i feel it creeping up in my head for whatever reason i'm just like no shut up you go away now in yep. fact exit my head find a way out That's because weird. i don't i don't want to i don't want to be that person good I, it's just Makes me I believe feel. in you, man. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Hey, what have you been playing?
2: Actually, I had a pretty decent week. Okay. First off, we got to say I've been playing above the fold. Why? Why? You're going to want to stick around to the end of this show because uh-huh. we got to talk to a very lovely, talented indie developer... Freaking musician, freaking DAD player—you name it, the talent's there. So mm-hmm. I was, of course, touching up on that this week because I had to know if anything new has changed. So touched it last, and a lot has, and you'll find out about that later on. So stick around. Yeah. And Rasmus Rasmussen. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but he said it was fine. So he we'll said go with it. It,
0: it was fine.
2: <laughs> I asked him, "Am I saying that right?" He goes, "That's fine." So that tells me I'm not correct, but he's cool with it. So. Chill, dude. There you go. It works. <laughs> but uh, I was uh, I played some more Hard West. I got through a couple more scenarios than that. I think I have three left before I've beaten, I guess. Well, that game, I don't know. There's You can do easy. You can move on to a hard mode. You can add other stuff to make more complicated. I'm cool with the normal mode, probably once I'm done, unless something new opens up, which I don't know. After mm-hmm. I beat it, there might be a whole other stage or something. Um, but did pretty good actually i didn't have to like die a lot this time so i think i'm getting the strategy on so <laughs> and then i attempted to play some crypt of the necro dancer i have to admit this is what i did not see coming the hubs got to try. super addicted to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we played it i think together once and neither of us were really any good at it. I still haven't been able to clear a level. But it's just fun now that I, like, wake up in the morning and I hear, da, 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 ba, da, 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 I'm like, oh, he's, uh, he's got it going. So I just sit here in the back room and just kind of pop along to the music.
0: So since mm-hmm. you, you've said that. Yeah. I, I know I've seen it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But what is it?
2: <laughs> so it's like it's a dungeon crawler, okay. basically. But you get bonus points for moving in beat to the music. So uh, it's just like on a little grid, you just kind of go side to side, up or down, little pixel graphics. And then there's a heart at the bottom and like lines that'll come through. So if you just happen to hop, hop hop like you're moving in time to it you get coin multipliers and obviously you want to clear out the mobs that are in the dungeon and then you can clear through that level what happens after that I have no idea because I haven't been able to be good enough to like finish a level okay (laughs) I guess but yeah so it's just it's got really cool music and that's kind of it's uh challenging niche is just like you want to do better you want to get higher scores and do all this stuff you and then the colors will start to change on the floor if you're doing really well You know, like little disco time. And you could dig through the walls and stuff like that, you know. So I recommend it. It's fun. It's a cute little game. I found it on the Switch for a couple of bucks. But I think it's on all platforms, honestly. I think it's on PC. I think it's on PlayStation. I think it's on all of those. But, yeah. So Dungeon Crawler to the beat. (laughs) Okay. And, um... I also played uh, another full playthrough of Not for Broadcast yesterday because I saw that they also had an update. And do you remember the one feature that I said I just I just don't like no matter what they do to it with the um, interference? Yes. Mm-hmm. They now allow you to turn it off. Whichever oh, nice. feature you don't like. So while well, I appreciate that they wanted to create that stressful environment and and put that there, that was just the one mechanic. I just it was not fun. There was, it just, I hated it when it came up. So I have played through the game several times with everything intact. So I feel like I've gotten the full experience. And so then I played through yesterday with that one off and it was just so much more fun for me. (laughs) And um, I noticed there was some achievements I didn't get. And I was like, really? I thought I went. Way heavy one way or the other way I guess not because I popped a couple more yesterday so I must have somewhere got wishy-washy with which side at some point throughout the gameplay that kept knocking me to like neutral or something but I went all in on advance this time baby I'm all in for our government doing all of it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that was what I did yesterday too and actually got to see a new scene I'm telling you man still so many times, I think I've put in over forty hours in this game. Nice. I keep playing it. I don't it, like. I love this. Is probably one of my favorite FMVs. It's just such a unique little way to do the thing, and I enjoy the whole editing process thing and the stress of that and the music in it that they write for it. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. I, it's just it's ridiculous. I, I actually need to... I need I need to show you this one song in it towards the end. Okay. It's just so funny that that it it was even a thing and I want to know who wrote it and directed that song because it's like they do have musical ones and you get more score again if you can do it to the beat a couple of songs I could do really well and a couple of them I've just given up I don't understand like I've hit (laughs) with the blinky thing I've hit with what I think is in the music or what I think is my hints and I just keep getting knocked down to one so I just screw it I just I edit it as I feel like someone's singing and then I move on I just can't figure out how to A-plus that scenario. <laughs> I don't know what to do. See, so, I, I think it's Hey, Friendship. And uh, the one about the bear, where they're singing about a bear. Mr. Bear, what's that over there? Yeah, I kind of almost know. <laughs> da 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 da, da. Wa, ba, ba, ra, da 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 And you know, so <laughs> that's where your dreams go to die or something like that. So you would think it's like dun dun du and then da, 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 da. nope. And then okay. I tried faster. Nope. So I don't get that song. I don't whatever. Sorry, okay. if someone's if someone's listening and has played that game and you figured it out, um, I don't understand. But all the other ones I do well
0: at. Yeah, just just let her know. <laughs> <At> her. <laughs> Tell me before. how
2: easy it is. So I can just feel even more stupid. You know how people are to it. so say It's just so easy. It's just so simple. You just do this. And it's like, okay, thanks for making me feel even worse. Anyway. Do you, you don't know. What do you mean you don't know? How come you've never heard of it? <laughs> but, so I actually had a pretty decent gaming week. Sounds like How about it. you? What would you play this week?
0: Valhalla. Um, oh, yeah. I actually did... Um, <laughs> I powered through a little bit more. I got to a point where I was like, you know what? It's time to progress the story. Uh, I, I had to get into a mind space where it was, I've cleared out a lot. I've done a lot of exploring. Mm-hmm. Now, why don't we go and progress the story? Because there were areas that I kept coming um, up uh... to where things were, like there would be some big piece of armor or, or treasure locked behind a door and i'm like how do i get this how do i get this and mm-hmm. then i would look it up i said am i missing something and i'm like no no no. you're not far enough in the story and i was like damn it so i just got to a point where i was like all right you know what i'll let's do story let's do story uh-huh. so i pretty much conquered... Oh, like you were
2: getting side quest blocked because you weren't doing enough of the story
0: because yeah the place i would be at there would be like this big building or something like that and in the story we would break down the door or something like that. But since mm-hmm. I wasn't in the story, I I couldn't get in. So yeah. I was just like, all right, like, fine. we don't
2: know you yet. Not your turn.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so I finally said, screw it. Let's just let's press on the story. And in the story, you are trying to ally with other kingdoms.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think I did... I want to say I did three. I want to say I did three, but I think maybe I did two... And then started a third and just haven't finished that yet. So, okay. whatever that is in the story, I'm assuming we'll ally with everybody at some point and then that'll be. But, it, I mean, that was. At least fun. it sounds
2: like you've gotten pretty far because this is not the one that had like some bugs for the story and stuff. That I think so. Kind of yeah. locked out. You know? mm-hmm. So, that's good. Unless you just, for some reason, haven't gotten that far yet.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, everything seems to be. <laughs> the way going you explore, fine. maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Everything's fine. I, yeah, you want to? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you this one too, because in my explorations, in my travels, uh-uh. I got so mad. Uh-uh. I don't, I don't like this game when it does these things to me. Place, because <laughs> I was there was a treasure in Uh-oh. this in this house, uh-huh. and then and then I had to go find a key, and uh-huh. then I found a key and I opened it up and I ran in. And there sat a snake. Oh no, not again. And then I turned to my left and there's another. <laughs> and then off in the distance, there's another. It's a house full of snakes. I jumped on the wall. <laughs> and I said, Stay! I was Why? I don't know. <laughs> Booby trapped the treasure. Yes, they did. It was a big setup. And I was like, uh, snakes in here. <laughs> did you get the treasure, though? I did. I just, okay, I good. had to like shimmy myself over to a spot. I see
2: your character jumping stuck to the wall like, nope.
0: Yeah, I, I stayed there for a minute, kind of observing. I was like, where do I go? I don't, can't hit the floor. <laughs>
2: this is where I live now. And so
0: luckily I was able to kind of shimmy over to like a, a shelf and mm-hmm. stand on that. And then I just shot each of the snakes with a, with an arrow. And I was like, ah, okay. And then I got the hell out of there as quick as I could. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, you do. No. That's I didn't like do. that at all. No. Nope. <laughs> I don't like when they keep <laughs> throwing snakes. Those damn snakes
2: keep screwing man. <laughs> you, know, it,
0: Like I'll handle anything else. You throw. I could be chased by wolves for days. But damn a snake! Mm -hmm. And I think I've actually ran across some in the wild. Like I'm just walking by, and there'll be there's this uh, kind of a a warning, like if you're in a battle or or something like that, yeah. Or an animals nearby or something like that. I've been riding on my horse, and then it'll just kind of appear and disappear, and I'm like, "What was that?" And all I can sit there and think is there was a fucking snake by the road or something like that and i was like nah i uh, like
2: it started to do the combat music yeah too fast yeah, right.
0: and i was just like no i'd go back but you're just lucky i'm not
2: right <laughs>
0: i'm gonna keep going
2: lucky i have places to be man yeah
0: so hopefully i'll get um a little bit farther eventually mm-hmm. i played that game for 60 hours and I wow. don't feel like I've gotten that far. I've done so much exploring.
2: <laughs> well, good for that. Good for you. If you like that, I feel like that would start to scare me. Where I'm like, am I ever going to get done? But it must be really good though, if it's keeping your attention.
0: Yeah, that's that's why I started pushing through the, with the story. It was just like, you know, I will go to these places eventually. So I'm going to be exploring the story in these areas eventually. Let's just mm-hmm. let's just go to the story. Well, and I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Because yep. I'm already like my levels are at 200 at this point. If that's how mm-hmm. that works, uh, I still can't I beat this one witch. Like there was there were these witch sisters. Which mm-hmm. hey, look at that. That's a thing that I did uh, <laughs> to, to unlock uh, a, a special armor. I'm guessing. Like mm-hmm. I found the crypt in which it goes to, and you collect daggers, and you know, I guess the daggers are like keys and when i first came across them they had different levels one mm-hmm. was like level 90 the other is about 160 and then the last one is about 340 well once i got to where i could handle the other two they were still tough but mm-hmm. i was able to kind of i could sure. withstand whatever they got the 340 That's woman or witch she's uh <laughs> whew, I, that one's a that one's going to be a rough one so it's i've still got study. a little a little ways to go before i get to taking that one down mm-hmm. but we'll get there
2: we are gonna I get know. there i have the faith faith
0: so uh you got some news for us
2: there's a there's a little bit i mean granted not as booming this week i think we're all gearing up for the news that's to come throughout this week but found a couple little tidbits here to chat about okay um you know, we have, uh, or maybe just me, when I find new lawsuits in the news, I always find them a little fascinating and love to chat about them. Because Capcom found themselves in one this week uh, over a claim that they mm-hmm. used another artist's copywritten photos as assets in Revenant, Re- Revenant, Resident Evil Games and Devil Make* Cry. Uh, designer uh, and the author of this book, Judy A. Jurassic, is seeking damages from Capcom dating back 20 years. We're talking, I think, wow. all the way from, like, Resident Evil 4. Um, so she published a book titled Surface, which has uh, it's over a 1,000 high-quality color photographs that she took. Mm-hmm. Um, so she compiled them into this book, which also included a CD of digital um, copies of the images. So the reason for the book according to her, was uh, just a support for designers, artists, and architects, right? Um, But she's saying now that Capcom stole this work to use in their games going back, uh, as far as I mentioned, 20 years ago. And I have to say, I don't know if you looked up the evidence, it's quite compelling. Really? From what I was able to show, or for what they were showing, at least in the, the couple of articles that I was able to find that did the comparisons, um she had some receipts we'll just say she had some receipts to back up her claim she provided over a hundred pages of pictures and side-by-side comparisons starting with resident evil 4
1: Mm -hmm.
2: with the 4 in the logo for example so she had detailed if you had she had a picture of um looked like a broken window that she had taken off the side of the building and when you put up the resident evil 4 logo the cracks line up perfectly Which could be a coincidence, but I'm just going to say, like, it's pretty, they line up. Those cracks line up really well. Um, And (laughs) even going to show example of a stained glass window that was photographed um, and compared it with the Resident Evil HD. Mm -hmm. Exact same one. Mm -hmm. Exact same one. Um, And also detailed some marble use that was used in Resident Evil 4 and even some photos in Devil May Cry. Um, And she had even more. I'm just saying, when you're looking at these side by side, it's kind of hard to not think this is exactly what happened. So if we can even remember, there was a data breach that Capcom had in 2020. Yeah. Where the studio's assets were leaked, which gave her even more ammo, unfortunately for Capcom, because as some of the files found in the leak matched word for word the file name of the photographs in her book. Ah, so, so, moving forward here, she is currently going for one count of copyright infringement and one count of uh, copyright management against Capcom. She wants uh, $150,000 for each of the 80 different photographs, which adds up to $12 million. And we're not done because she's also asking for $2,500 for each of the other photographs for her second count, which adds up to about $2 million. Um, and she wants her attorney's fees paid, because Capcom, we shouldn't have had to have been doing this at all. Um, but I don't know if you'll get that. America's kind of hard to sell on that one, which is why we sue so often around here. But um, she wants the cost of her attorney's fees and an injunction against Capcom's ongoing development effort to protect its exclusive rights. So there might be some we seeing games yet to come. So time will tell. But she is asking for a trial by jury. And right now, at the time of this recording, we're still waiting for the court's response to move forward on how it's going to be um, taken care of.
0: Do you think Capcom will just throw some money at her?
2: Oh, I think they'll try to settle. Because I feel like, okay, and again, I can only go off of the evidence that I have seen put forth so far, but it's pretty damning. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with a company that large, I feel like we've seen this time and time again. But since they're so large enough that, they feel like they can just do it, pay it off, and move forward.
0: So would there be one person responsible for ripping her off, you think?
2: Oh, man. And especially if you're dating back all the way 20 years ago. But, I mean, if you continue to do this over the course of this time, I feel like I even read where the Resident Evil 2 remake, and probably because we were remaking assets that they used in the first Resident Evil 2, Mm-hmm. You know, and then it come over here. Oh, man, that's a good question, because I wonder who could essentially be the one that gets held accountable over the whole thing. I feel like it would have to be like a game director or the designer, whoever does that sort of stuff, because I really wouldn't think it would fall in the devs.
0: If it was like an entire team of people ripping this person off, that's mm-hmm. just insane to think about. Right. Like that, they that they were all complicit in just saying rip, just take from from her designs and it'll be fine. Don't worry about right. it. So, right. So, if it is an I, entire team, I would be, I would be shocked.
2: I don't know how things work, but it just seems like they'd probably be provided assets, maybe, and then devs will just get to work or whatever. Like I don't know. I shouldn't say because I don't know if I'm defending the wrong party or this, that, or the other. Because again. They're going to have to put up their sign. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's always so sad. I feel like this happens so much in the artist realm that there's just, their work is not valued and their time is not valued. And everyone thinks they're supposed to be exposure bucks. You're going to get so much exposure, you know, like, God damn it. Treat your artists better than this. I don't I really hate when people get taken advantage of that way because it's some sort of art that you deem valueless that you think you could just do. Mm -hmm. I could take a picture. Then go do it and stop stealing someone else's. Have at it. You know, like no one's stopping you from drawing your own design or doing any of that. But pay your damn artists. Anywho, we'll have to wait and see how that one turns out. We're still waiting to hear if they'll get a court date or... You know, however it's going to proceed moving forward.
0: Two weeks, we'll hear settlement offer.
2: Probably. 20, or they're going to, like, take it out million. of court. Or, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, well, you know what? That'd be fair. Did you say $20 million? I did. It's two more than she's asking for, or I six mean, more than she's asking for, so do it. Give her 20
0: And she would be like, look, that way you can just go away. But we'll continue right? to rip off your work.
2: Or, yeah, come into an agreement now, like, uh, we're already building these. How can we do this legally now? And then Mm. she can go after that, and you're going to have to pay her residuals, which also sounds fair. Yeah. (laughs) Call me crazy, continuing to use someone's work. Uh, The arts is a fun world. Mm. (laughs) Anyway. uh, AMD kind of came out with a nice little back back and forth to Nvidia's DLSS technology. They mm-hmm. they came out with their response to that on their side here, uh, which if you do not know, the the DLSS is a specific upscaling technology that's supposed to make everything, you know, look nicer, prettier, 4K without being as hardware intensive, right? So right. they detailed it last week and even said that their new one should work on competitor cards. So it's called and I don't know how that would even work, but AMD's Fidelity F X Super Resolution Tech, which is due to land on June 22nd. It's their counteroffer, of course, to the deep learning super sampling tech. Um, So AMD promises same performance gains as DLSS while supporting their technology on all of their, of course, their Radeon graphics cards and even apparently competing GE Force products. Uh, Like looking at this with how upscaled it got and the frames that it kept... Now, again, I have not got to see this in practice and, and, you know, none of us normies has because it's supposed to be on June 22nd when it comes out. So none of us like I don't get special treatment to get to try it early. But with their side by side comparisons and everything, we're pretty friggin pretty friggin sweet. um, But what should we all be excited for? You know, chipsets are in them Playstations and Xboxes right now, right? Mm -hmm. So this feature will also be coming over to them consoles, I believe, anyway, which shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, But uh, so as the GPU, it's actually an open source technology right now. So it will be published as open source. um, So free for developers to use and all of that um, has confirmed that the FSR will be implemented in over 10 game studios and in engines in 2021 with more coming in 2022 so i i don't know i've been looking more at amd lately yeah i really have like i feel like they've really upped their game here um not like i can find any of their stuff either but uh yeah like it's i like how they're they're upping i the competition in the space yeah, absolutely. having more than just the one that you know you could go to for reliable graphics and everything it's really cool i'm not saying their stuff was ever ever poop but i feel like i knew more people that went to towards nvidia way more than like amd products <clears throat> could just be the circles i run into mm-hmm. um so uh and nvidia of course also announced the launch of the RTX 3080ti went on sale and it's already gone so don't even look um, so, so <laughs> I think it was on sale for like maybe 20 minutes. Um, so semiconductor shortages of course are still ongoing scalpers cryptocurrency, you know people hey, being poor we're all missing out on GPUs. So may,
0: maybe maybe the GPUs will start coming back because as we saw recently the uh, Bitcoin bubble burst.
2: I feel like this keeps going. I, I just want them to be attracted to the other GPU if npl ever just push it out. It's mm. like here a crypto card. Although I think, you know, um, was it Troidel made a really good point about its, like, resale value? I think it was, yeah, maybe not. Maybe I was yeah. having this no, conversation no, no. with another person. No, I'm terrible no. with remembering <laughs> anything. But, um, yeah, that was a good point about reselling it. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably would have a better chance if it was a gamer card. But if you're also paying, like, two or $300 for the card just to simply have your PC running, would you really care about reselling it two or three years later? I don't know. That's just me. But I don't know the mind of a cryptocurrency miner. Yeah. <laughs> Never gotten into it. I thought you might like this one. Insomniac might have had a huge win here. Insomniac Games. Did you see about this this week?
0: Maybe not. What happened?
2: We're fans of it here. Um, uh-huh. So I thought Stephen would really like this, being a big Spider-Man game fan and all of that. But it seems they're up in their game here to stay out of the curve. Maintain that high standard, of course, that they've been pushing out over the last several years. So this month, Dave Ch- Chilstick, Clystick. I'm going to go with Klystick, C H L Y S T E K, joins Insomniac Games as senior storyboard artist. And in case you don't know who that was, I wasn't familiar by just name alone either. Uh, he brings over 20 years of experience because he's worked 14 years at Disney. And put in time as storyboard artist for Marvel Studios for seven years. So already has that experience in this field. Also worked for DreamWorks Animation, Cartoon Network, Sony, and Warner Brothers. And if we're to believe the rumors, this could be the first Spider-Man superhero title to launch only and specifically for PS5. Built around its hardware is the
0: rumor mill I've been seeing too. Well, I would hope so. Right? Well, because, I
2: mean, we're, we're in that cross-generation age right now.
0: Yeah, but at some point, we have to get to that. Like, we... I, I feel think, like it takes a couple years, though. I think we were under an impression... I, the more I've thought about this, I don't think I was really under the impression that Horizon was being built for PlayStation 5, the new one. Yeah. But then we had confirmation it would be on 4 and 5 with enhancements right. to the games. The 5 version, right. But... I mean, when you look at it, you're like, did they really... I mean, because it looks fantastic, so you'd think it was taking advantage of everything the 5 could do, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it was built from for the 4. That's what they said.
2: I so, mean, you kind of, I guess, have to build on the lesser hardware, right? Like, you kind of have to to ensure it's going to run on that and, mm-hmm. of course, hopefully run better on that because I can't see, unless you have the time, money, and resources to make two completely different games, one built for the 4 and one built only for the 5. I feel I feel like this happens every time we have a new console though. Yeah.
0: I mean it's true. like we we kick and
2: scream for a while, but it usually takes about one to two years to get that last one out of circulation mm-hmm. until the titles start specifically getting built for that. I mean, Returnal is one, right? It was only built for PS5 from the ground up, right, and only on to that one. Knowledge. So there's like mm-hmm. there's a couple, but yeah, I would expect those major titles They're going to want the money. And with it being so hard to put PS5s in gamers' hands, probably best to keep selling that PS4 for a while. I don't know how many just keep sitting in warehouses,
0: you know. They'd stop trying to sell them online and just give them to the brick and mortar. Because I honestly feel like that's where it's going to... You're going to have to give people a chance.
2: I feel like that too, but then I'm also scared with how ridiculous people are acting over Pokemon cards.
0: Yeah, true. It's like could
2: you imagine them in there now with like two PS5s among the hordes of masses? I mean, good
0: but, kind of, but but I know they can. I mean, one they put them behind glass, or two they don't have to bring them out. To it's true. The, the just do Just like fold. they used
2: to do back in the day at like a video rental? You just brought up the little empty case, mm-hmm. and they'd have to fill it for you once they got yeah. Yeah, why not? I, I don't like that. Know. I like that. I, I just feel like there's got to be something. I did hear that the the last thing I heard that Sony, I guess, attempt at trying to get them in the hands of gamers as opposed to scalpers was if you were part of their PS Plus, like some people have been getting email invites. Good. Where it's like, hey, would you like to buy a PS5 with this link? And then you could get it that way. Um, but, of course, that just seems like a random lottery. Yeah. But I have read some people successfully getting some that way. So it just seems random. So just, I guess, keep an eye on your email if you're part of that in the hopes that maybe one will land in your inbox. But that's not a guarantee, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It looks like that was about the biggest news here. I mean, E3 finally put out a little bit more of a schedule. So if you were looking to know what was happening on what days, um, I mean, I took note of the ones I care about. Mm Mm-hmm which is probably not as inclusive, but let's see. I feel like if you're listening here, you're probably into what Steven and I like anyway. So (laughs) uh, the ones that I, Gorilla Collective looks like it's kicking it off June 12th, um, right at 8 a.m. Remember everything's Pacific time for this guy. So adjust accordingly to wherever you live in the great big world. Uh, But Gearbox might actually have something interesting kicking off. And I've been hearing more and more about some of their, uh, like new games that they've been trying to, I guess it's been getting leaked. Let's just say I feel like everything around this time of year is leaks because nobody can just wait till E3 and be surprised. Uh, (laughs) So there could be some interesting ones coming out of there. Uh, Let's see. Devolver. Of course, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking forward to that. And we've got the confirmation today, you know, that it's going to be there. I want to know what happened to her, man. I'm invested in the story, almost more so than the games, but they always have really cool games to show off. Um, I don't know. I mean, we know Microsoft Bethesda Showcase, which I assume is just a lot of Starfield. Maybe.
0: That and them saying, uh, we're only on Microsoft. I mean, I think
2: Starfield has been confirmed as Xbox Mm. PC. Like it's claimed. I think, I mean, are you surprised?
0: I'm not surprised.
2: Whether you think it's, I know, like people who are used to having exclusives are now mad. hmm because they've never felt the injustice. Um, (laughs) But uh, let's see. Uh, June 14th is Capcom. You know, I guess they're still around. (laughs) Uh Uh, (laughs) All right. But uh, I guess they're doing it like uh, take two is also on that day, June 14th, which Mm -hmm. there were some interesting things kind of coming out from that. And then Nintendo, of course, has their um, June 15th, which may or may not have the console that everyone keeps trolling people about, about the next version. I think it's just going to be Switch games. Yeah. It's like, either. And I wouldn't be disappointed in that. I just.
0: I mean, I, I continue to hear the rumors: Switch Pro, Switch Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that there has to be some truth to the rumor. But. Nintendo. if Nintendo's real fickle when it comes to leaks. If something comes out, they're just like, oh. Oh, you think this is going to come out? No, screw you. <laughs> I'm going to put this <laughs> back over here. It. Until you've forgotten about it. And then I'll whip it out.
2: Bad kids.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't you try to get in on Christmas early?
0: I honestly dare. genuinely feel that for like Super Smash Brothers, every time there was a leaked fighter where they're like, we're getting this. They're like, cut it. Cut it. Put this piece of shit in from Fire Breath or Breath, <laughs> or Breath of... What was it? Breath of Breath Fire. Of wild? Breath oh, of wait. Fire. That That Japanese oh, uh- only turn-based RPG. They're just like, throw another uh, Breath oh, of... What do you mean Persona? Or Persona. Just yeah. It, because people would complain. I think it was Breath of Fire was the name of the game. Okay. And it was like they'd always continue to whip out these, these Breath of Fire. I don't know why it's so hard for me to say Breath of Fire. No, no. I keep wanting to say Breath of the Wild. Breath of I, Fire. That's Breath where I was going. Fire. Fire. <laughs> but they, they just kept... Here's... Uh, roy here's edgar here's (laughs) and people are like who the fuck are these characters but fighter number three (laughs) i genuinely think nintendo had these characters backed up so that the moment the big character got leaked they're just like Mm -hmm. pull it pull it put that one in put this garbage character in there that no one cares about no one heard of and then people are going to be just like oh but i thought it was supposed to be like Solid snake and and whoever. And I was like, no, no, no. You ruined it. You wanted it. You leaked it. This is what you get now. Good for them.
2: Why not? I wish we would stop sometimes. I really do. Like, this leaks and everything. I'm like, Mm -hmm. don't you guys remember what it was like to just be like, (gasps) because you had no clue this thing was coming and your mind was blown? Yeah. I kind of miss those days. It's like hard to even avoid it if you want to just flipping through a Twitter or something. Someone will ruin something for you inadvertently. So,
0: I remember doing that at a video store one time, like discovering—well, several times, as a matter of fact—just oh, yeah, yeah. discovering movies I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. Especially if it was a sequel to something I was f- a fan of, right? And I would see it and I'd be like, oh, "There's another one." Because we didn't have online trailers and shit like that, so That's if you true. never saw the trailer in the theater, or you didn't see it on some other VHS tape,
2: or if it was straight to VHS, yeah, I like mean, some sequels tended to do back
0: then, it was straight it was to video. Hard to do, but then, boom, there it is. Wow. Speaking yeah. of which, I don't, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but while we're talking about VHS, mm-hmm. that that was what they did to us on the drive-in this week or last week, Friday.
2: What showed you a VHS copy. Well they
0: called it VHS night. Okay. Okay. They showed two movies that somehow I I missed in you know growing, growing up. up. These were horror movies filmed on like camcorders. Like if I ever doubted, oh. like if I ever doubted the quality of my work you know, some of my older stuff on YouTube, I could go back to that and be like, mine is kind of significantly better. Because even the titles kind of had that. You remember where you could type in the titles oh, yes. on the camcorder? Yes. That's what it looked like. Because that
2: was probably the best, like, graphics you could do unless you knew how to, like, splice over the film.
0: Mm-hmm. But Oh, my God. These movies, I got through them both, but they were hard. They were hard, hard to Oh, my God. The last one especially was just like
2: and it's no, probably was a great story no. but it's down no okay. no i was trying to help it some no. like f- this movie i don't even know what the
0: title is no I'm the first one was called it. sledgehammer and okay. it it had its roots and and like you could see they were trying to pull from friday the 13th and halloween and uh, all these others but they just yeah. didn't have a budget or actors, for that matter. <laughs> they just—they just had these. Probably
2: like friends and family. Oh my God! This, this one
0: douchebag who's supposed to be like <laughs> the hero, I guess, of the movie, kept talking. I guess him and his girlfriend were supposed to be in, you know, having the outs. And he's just like, "Come on, baby, we're here to have fun." And she's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm just." Uh, he's like, "Come on, baby, come on," you know that typical yeah where
2: they're like they have to keep trying you have to keep yeah trying. like the bad example of how to be a, a a man growing up
0: yes three times in this movie he popped her on the head with something like first time it was a beer can just tap 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 and it's like dude what are you, she's not what stop
2: why are we tapping her on the head with anything
0: i don't know but he did oh okay it was a bizarre movie and then the other <laughs> one was called things and the entire movie i swear to god the entire movie was it they said if i'm not mistaken was shot in canada Okay. But everything was redubbed. Like they re recorded every line of dialogue in the movie. Was it in French? No. Oh. No. You could see they were speaking English, but they redubbed everything. He said because <laughs> the there Canadian was
2: a accent too thick. He said it?
0: <laughs> according to the director, there was there was a lot of ambient noise that he couldn't get rid of or something like that.
2: Oh, like room sound.
0: Or Whatever. Okay. It just it made it so much more maybe it was a
2: creative choice that he doesn't want to own up to now
0: who knows hey I they got
2: know. i don't know i tend to think they're hilarious people the Canadians. so mm. maybe it was just a joke that we're it's now lost on us
0: <laughs> i maybe <laughs> who knows but yeah i didn't mean to go off on t- but i just wanted while we were talking about vhs movies that made him remember that yeah. anyway yeah, continue
2: should try to go back and and and, and, and watch those you youngins you mm-hmm.
0: youngins
2: uh, Let's see here. So there's just a few uh quickets here, of course, to go through. Dear God, that freaking chicken nugget. That freaking chicken nugget that looks like Among Us, whatever, like $100,000
0: basically. That's insane.
2: Who has money? $100,000 spent on a chicken nugget, provided it comes with Szechuan sauce, I'm told.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eat me. <laughs> I don't,
2: it started at 99 cents. It was all, the next bid was 14, 15K, let's just say. It was like 14.969 or something like that. Like, who the hell jumped at that freaking much? I bet you it was a bot. And then I wonder if other people started thinking, because I've heard about bots that were doing that to a lot of scalpers who were like making the price of their consoles 20, 30, 40, $50,000 in the hopes that no one could bid on it. So when the bot won, that you just, but why do I, well, okay. To screw over a scalper, fine.
0: Yeah, fair Wrong enough. Wrong,
2: maybe. Uh, but I, I hate them enough that I'm like, oh, well.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's probably not right. Uh, but yeah, so there you go, guys. I guess sell chicken nuggets out of BTS Happy Meals on eBay and you'll make several years worth of, um, oh, I don't know what you make a year. That'd be a pl- several years for me. Quite a few years for me. I could mm-hmm. I could be comfortable for a while, um, but we did get a little bit more info, I guess, on the Atari VCS. Oh, um, yeah, so that it'll thing. Actually... I know, right? Like it's been back and <laughs> forth for so long. I keep forgetting about it. But apparently, like for real sale, June fifteenth, um, the Atari box, which crap, two thousand seventeen, probably when we, fir- when we first started talking about yeah. it, was, uh, that was supposed to be based on PC technology or whatever. Um, Because it was off of an Indiegogo campaign I guess all those are fulfilled now people who did that they've got that
0: and yet you've heard no one talk about
2: it (laughs) i feel like i i I guess i don't know anybody who got this like even on the twitter verse or whatever socials like yeah um so yeah so i guess if you the the chief operating officer michael art said that the atari vcs has been well received uh by our early adopter community i mean i i can't say yes or no to that and i think it's going to uh hit better with older folks maybe and i kind of agree (laughs) Uh, Cause it's like a dozen games or so to launch. And I feel like nostalgia is going to have to carry you through to spend $300 on this for right now. Cause like uh, the ones that I read on there, Boulder dash deluxe danger scavenger gun tech jet board, joust, sir Lovelot, something ate my alien tail gunner and missile command recharged. And I, if I'm honest with you, I don't know if I've played any of those. None of them ring any bells for me, and I'm that age group.
0: Missile Command, I know of. I I don't know if I ever played the Atari version, but I, I guess mean, I
2: they're... didn't play enough Atari. Like it was my mom's. I ended up playing it because we had it, and then of course I had Nintendo. Mm-hmm. But three hundred dollars though for that, like I just, it, I think it's going to start with like Linux technology too on there. So it's like, which that's neither good nor bad. It just depends on the individual user. Uh, mm-hmm. Which can be actually a lot better if you want to save your resources to run only the games and not all this other crap like comes with windows and stuff that it has to always run in the background. Um, but I'm also hearing, while well, we talked about this a little bit, the rumors about CD Projekt Red planning another AAA game like now. Yeah. Like I don't know, finish the last one maybe first, but uh K-Thanks okay, maybe. I don't know. It was through a job listing of course again. Um and looking for a team for the next open world triple A game. Witcher 4? Okay. Maybe get some goodwill back into the people.
0: Okay, but to be fair now. Okay. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to play
2: Devil's Advocate. He's never going to watch the show, so he won't meme that with me for those who might have known what I just did. Continue.
0: That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> to to play devil's advocate here. Not that I'm mm-hmm. defending on what they're doing. But look how long it took them to make Cyberpunk. Okay, so maybe they're planning ahead. Knowing it's going <laughs> to take about we'll 10 about years,
2: 20
0: years. <laughs> to, to make this next game. So they're hiring early. Go ahead and get in now.
2: But well, well, since we're hiring you so early, can you help us finish this game? Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs>
2: I'm not being fair. I haven't gone back to it since I've beaten it, so I'm probably behind on several updates, so I don't know if it's really greatly improved or not. Again, I played it on PC, so I, I feel like I have to keep saying that because I didn't have the same experience everyone else did. Did mm-hmm. I have bugs? Yes, but I was able to play, and it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> um Let's see here. Uh, so we were talking about some of those uh, 2K games that might get announced here, which I've seen, of course, getting leaked on Reddit here. Um, it in- apparently, it includes in their E3 lineup, we might be seeing a new Borderlands spinoff called Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Which, if you are a Borderlands fan, I think we're a Borderlands age right now. You got the movie going on, you got all this going on, you got the multiplayer for Borderlands Three going crossplay, except for Sony. And what? Um, <laughs> it also a new Marvel game. Uh, it's like a turn-based strategy Marvel game. Uh, (laughs) which like XCOM, I think is how they described it meets Marvel, which I liked the XCOM games. I'd be interested, I guess, to see how they're, for all I know, they're just going to port in Marvel characters and it'll be the same game. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but interesting. We'd like to see with that. And another one that's codenamed Volt right now. Now, I don't know if you read anything about this codename (laughs) Volt. Um, no. but uh it's it was from leaked information on Reddit from Swine Flu Greg. Oh, Flu uh, Greg. Yeah, you know, our, our very reliable leaker over there on the Reddit Redditverse. verse. Uh, but Codename Volt is the internal name, of course, right now for the new project um over at 2K. Um a trailer for Codename Volt, I guess, showed what appeared to be a game that was still very unfinished. So we're talking like we're still concepting Angels. this whole thing right here. Yeah, it'll be way long. But the the, the description caught my eye if it gets mm. executed well. Cthulhu beats Saints Row. Okay. Maybe. So I feel like Cthulhu's been done freaking death. But I love Saints Row and I let's see what they come up with here. Yeah. I mean, I think we're still very, very many years out. Um From hearing, I mean, shit, we're still in code names, so we don't even have like an official title for it. But, you know, maybe we'll hear something about that at E3 also. I think it would be interesting to see something a little bit new. Um, So, yeah, I I, I think the most other thing that we saw is some sci fi action in there too, which makes sense. Cthulhu, science fiction, obviously, Uh, supernatural capabilities for the players and things like that. But, yeah, so something to keep your eye on there if you're into that sort of thing. And let's see, what else? What else do I feel like talking about? God of War was rumored to be out this year. Officially, don't expect it till at least 2022. Yeah, so I think we need we, to say that. We, we kind all kind of kinda, expected it. Yeah, but it's official. It's official Hey, now.
0: I got one. I got one. Yeah. While well, I'm thinking about it, because mm-hmm. I just remembered. I remembered.
2: Yeah, good for you. Because I'm not that good.
0: Evergate got delayed on the PlayStation 5.
2: Oh no! But Why? guess what? Oh.
0: Because of Sony. Oh. Okay. Sony uh, botched their certification or something like that. So. Uh, It was supposed to be out, I think, this past week, but it has been rescheduled, July sixth. So if that's something you're
2: looking
1: looking
0: forward to it, um, you know, I know Todd was looking forward to it, and he was a little disappointed. I'll probably get it that way. I I can play it more. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) because you know, you and PC. I I have played it on my PC. I will say that I have played it on my PC quite a bit, but I don't. It there, my my home. Personal
2: preference, thing. big TV, sit on my couch, make it comfy. I still tell you, though, you can just freaking HDMI cord, man, your PC, into the TV, boom. I know. probably got the same thing, thought but about, I get it, whatever. I've, I've
0: considered all the possibilities. It's just the setup of doing it, and then I'm just like, oh, but I gotta do this, and I gotta do that.
2: <laughs> These first world problems we go yeah.
0: through, I tell you. Uh, God, <laughs> I feel you, though. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it's um, I'm looking forward to that.
2: I do I not too much alike. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Square Enix's E3 2021 might be showing us off the new Guardians of the Galaxy Adventure game.
0: Well, after, after Marvel's Avengers, you know, you're just, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm holding my breath. You
2: and I were thinking, I was thinking that too. I was like, um, maybe finish the other one. Like, I feel like I'm saying that to devs
0: too much these days.
2: Like, before you move on to that game, maybe... You fix this one. I mean, I, I know, know that
0: they <laughs> did... Is Square Enix doing it directly? Because didn't it's, uh, Crystal uh, Dynamics... they Montreal's division, okay.
2: Eidos or something like that, if that's if I'm saying it right. So Crystal so Dynamics
0: did the Avengers. So this oh, you being might be right, yeah. Eidos doing that. So it could be something different. But just in my heart of hearts, after wow. seeing that debacle, something mm. tells me they were already kind of on track to do that. And now they're just like... Uh, what are we going to do? Uh, just just keep keep going. Keep going.
2: <laughs> well, we're going to get it. We're going to mm-hmm. get it. Uh, but I don't know. Let's see. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the Telltale version of it. I know that's a totally different thing. No, yeah. guess I mean, they can, they go in there and do that. I want to um, like these yeah. things.
0: I do. Because these oh. are my favorite things. And when my favorite things are not being done justice, uh, you know, it disappoints me.
2: It, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's like we're pro- we're trusting you with this. Not like we had a choice. I mean, you you bought it. And That's why with it.
0: Insomniac is is like the top of my list because they took my absolute favorite thing and mm-hmm. did it right twice. So,
2: Insomniac and maybe it'll be even better. We got someone who did the storyboarding for Marvel. I cannot. I'm excited to see. Yeah,
0: I can't even fathom Spider Man Two at this point. Like seeing how good. Miles Morales looked, and mm-hmm. then what they did to kind of polish over part the original on PlayStation Five. I just being built from the ground up. I just I can't wrap my head around it. Like, I how, kind of hope for y'all's sake it is built
2: around the PS Five. Like, yeah. take advantage of that SSD and all the things that it can do.
0: But how much better can you make it? Like, how much know. better can you
2: make it look? I feel like we've been saying this for years. And like, I just like, how can you make graphics look any better outside of just putting freaking humans in there now and making it look like real people just building people now (laughs) i don't know but they figure out a way
0: that's that's why i'm waiting to see proof like when everything that we've been saying how can you do it and then you show me like Mm -hmm. this okay (laughs) you know my head's blown off. but i
2: i need the full setup i need the actual playstation 5 i need a good tv that'll actually show off its graphics so i'm very you know I would be at a detriment starting anyway, because I'm like, HD, I've still got that.
0: Yeah. You got to get to the 4K. (laughs) Everybody's in 4K now. Come
2: on. Keep up. Well, dude, I just got HD on my monitor like two or three years ago, so I was way behind the time. It was still a flat screen, so I wasn't like stupid old, but, um, you know, we had moved on to like other stuff before then. Uh, But yeah, so... Did I forget anything you wanted to mention? Because I think we've got a really cool individual to talk to here. Yes,
0: we have a guest. We
2: do! I mentioned a little bit
0: up at the top. So I guess we should introduce them into the show now. Because he's Absolutely. been waiting all this time.
2: He has been. He's, he's been very he's just patient been and kind.
0: quietly waiting as we've done the show.
2: No, 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 no. I've seen him laugh a lot. So okay. we're very much entertaining him.
0: Without further ado... Returning to the Palace of Megapixels this week is a writer, producer, and independent game designer who created a -a one-of-a-kind newspaper simulator above the fold. He's worked for such companies as Keyword Studios, Valve, and even Microsoft doing jobs from QA testing to data analysis to program management. He recently created GameReach.io, a website that collects data points from numerous publicly available sources and creates a constantly changing score based on the level of engagement the game has received. It's truly a fascinating stuff, and we're happy to welcome back. I hope I don't screw it up, right. Rasmus Rasmussen. Yay! Yay!
3: I'm cheering for myself, but thanks for having me back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: welcome it's a back.
2: pleasure. Yeah, welcome back, man. How? oh, well, let's just how's the last year been treating you? Getting along?
3: Um, it, it's been an it's been a year for everyone, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I've gotten through it healthily. And now I got my shots, so.
2: Same here, yeah. Look Damn. at all three of us here.
0: COVID <laughs> <So been> strong.
2: <laughs> I know. I did. I I wasn't as lucky as y'all though. I was out for like a full 24 hours after my second one. I was like, nope, done. Had to nap, do all that, and then by like noon the next day, I was like, magically, I was fine again. I
3: should Whatever. Take keywords off of my resume or something. I really <laughs> have associated with them.
0: Oh, sorry.
3: <laughs> this is a terrible company.
0: Ah, well, um, I can Ooh. I can scrub that.
3: Yeah, I'll we just, can start I'll over. Make that
0: disappear. I don't have to put that in there. I'll redo it all.
3: We're <laughs> good like that. Leave it in. Just I'm happy to just publicly say that Keywords is a very very, very terrible company to work for.
0: You've heard oh, it yeah. here first.
3: Yeah. For three years, and uh, after three years as a contractor, they offered me a full time position if I was okay with taking a $10,000 pay cut you know, to (laughs) compensate for the bottom-rung health insurance they were forced to give me.
2: Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Screw that.
3: And that's just the tip of the iceberg. We could do a whole episode just about how awful that whole experience was. Oh, Uh, wow. So yeah, Keyword Studios, I mean, they might have changed since I left in 2016, but Mm -hmm. uh, I only associate them with the therapy I had to pay for, literally,
2: afterward. Wow, dang, man. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Yeah, no, thumbs down.
3: Thumbs yeah, down. We'll, uh... I left keywords to go work for Valve. So that's literally like from the worst to the best. So, oh,
2: you know, I've heard a lot so of good things where anything. people have worked from Valve. <laughs> I really have. Like I haven't, um, from the few people we've gotten to uh, have the pleasure of talking to that's worked over there, I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about them.
3: There's nothing bad to say. I mean, and that's good. Every place has its good things and bad things, obviously. Mm -hmm. There's no workplace that is just peaches every day. Sure. Um, But that was probably the place that I've worked that came the closest.
2: Aw, well, that's good to hear because I'm addicted to using everything on their storefront. So that's good to hear. (laughs) You know what I
3: mean? And I'm not just saying that because my wife still works there. Oh, Oh, (laughs) well, okay. Well, you didn't have
2: to out yourself that way, man. Like we could have just let it go. I think so. Oh, well, that's fair. All right. Well, let's dive in here a little bit though. So I know, um, above the fold is coming along, right? You've been, uh, single-handedly developing this passion of love for quite a while now. And 8.2 just went live. Yes.
3: Yes. Yes. Uh, so, uh, the hope was always to finish it last year, but. As with everything else in the world, it was still. Gestures broadly, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so now the hope is to finish it by the end of summer this year okay. and go full release. Uh, sadly, I had some recent technical difficulties, as in my main uh... dev PC just died. Oh, and no, I lost yeah. a little bit of progress uh, on that, but not a lot. Back up your stuff, always, everybody. Always,
2: right? As I was just complaining the about the cloud. <laughs>
3: It will it will happen to you yes uh, <laughs> so, um, I think I lost maybe like a, a week's worth of, of work, so uh-huh. um, that's fine it's not it's not that much um, but I sort of have to reinstall everything, find my like my place on the new machine mm-hmm. so it's more as, more than the work I lost, I, th- I think the delay of getting back up and running is worse. Oh, you know, I. Uh, so little things like that are, are plaguing me uh, currently. Uh, but I've also had some help recently. So that's very, very cool. I'm working with yeah. a 3D artist named Jay Sanchez. Okay. And uh, he has been uh, developing some uh, new background art for my menus. He's working on some more UI stuff. Because let's face it, I am, I'm pretty good at like game systems and that kind of stuff. But I'm mm-hmm. not a UI designer. I'm, I'm not at all a graphic designer of any kind i'm not a, a graphic artist i appreciate graphic art i can tell you what i like and what i don't like but sure <laughs> um, i i wouldn't classify myself as an artist so I've, i'm very happy to have ha- some help on that front um, most of the art was already done by uh, a dutch artist okay previously. so i have been working with others as i've been going along and um, Most recently, I've been recruiting some of the more dedicated players on Steam um, to help me out with finding some of the trickier bugs that have been eluding me. Um, I gotcha. Above the Fold has a lot of emergent sort of storytelling, and Mm -hmm. it can go in many different directions depending on how you choose to play the game. Uh, So there's also an endless way... Uh, and this list of ways that the game can crash and just you know not work. And mu- much more so than I can possibly ever test myself. Uh, we were hmm. talking about QA before we started recording. right? And um, that that really is fresh in mind for me right now because I've had so much help from a couple of very dedicated fans of the game. Ah, and I appreciate that. Like, it's probably one of the most motivating things for me as a solo dev. It's just knowing that it's just a couple of people like the game enough to take some time to actually help me find um some tricky bugs sure.
2: right and hopefully kind oh you no <laughs> <In a> kind <laughs> way you know it's not like what are you doing man i want to play this and get it over with but that's great to hear oh, there are those know... people too oh well they're, sure they're not
3: going to help you find the bugs no <laughs> they're, they're just going to tell you
2: fun. you <laughs> are stupid that's for funny. making it in the first place Oh, but I have noticed the last time I fired it up, you could definitely tell there's w- way more uh, polish on the overall map scene, uh, even more detail in with the reporters, the types of uh, stories that you can create, I really enjoyed how it got more fleshed out too with the star system, where you had a little bit more of an idea what would be you know, the hot topic for for that day or um, how happy it would make your journalist or not depending on the, the story that you give them. And I tell you, you messed me up though from when I first started playing it till now because I was like looking for stories. I'm like, where did they go? I hired this guy to do this. And then I was like, oh, he actually made it now where you have to unlock it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Read maybe before you start.
3: <laughs> it's true that when, when I first, Released the very first early, uh, early access mm-hmm. versions. All the stories or story types were unlocked,
1: mm-hmm. and
3: just through feedback from players, um, it just made sense to sort yeah. of broaden the the scope of the game as you as you progress through the various chapters. And mm-hmm. also, I think it's easier if you start now compared to back then. It's just easier that you have limited stories. In the beginning and mm-hmm. so it's easier for you as a new player to make a badass issue that has sure. a, a good theme or
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, issues that match your reporter interests because i've also tweaked how reporters are generated so now earlier in the game mm-hmm. they're not as likely to have interests in topics that you haven't unlocked yet mm-hmm. um where before that Which was completely random so right i've been tweaking tons of stuff like that even though it's it has a sort of casual look to it and a kind of a lighthearted tone.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Um, Every update, I still tweak the sim part, especially as you mentioned, the reporters. I've been doing a Mm -hmm. lot of work on the reporters, giving them personality traits that affect the game. Like you unlock different events and passive effects and stuff like that based on their personality traits. Um, Also things like friends and rivals within the staff on on your newspaper I
2: threw so many pizza parties
3: <laughs> those are great yeah um, they seem I, to like it I mean <laughs> who doesn't like pizza if you can afford it
2: that's true <laughs> it was a couple uh, yeah. years in but <laughs>
3: for me so uh it's all based on like uh, how you how you choose to, to sort of staff your paper so if you pay attention to it when you're playing the game you can you can staff your paper with with people that have similar interests or similar political opinions, mm-hmm. and that way you can steer your paper in a certain direction. So if you want to make like a sports-heavy paper that's completely non-political, make sure to hire like both ways. So that oh, yeah? you have some people that oh, one so way and yeah. Because when you see a story, for example, you might have a reporter who is like a little more on the liberal side but you want him to sort of tone that down in his sports reporting, then you can assign him uh, sports stories to have a slightly conservative lean to them. Then that'll sort of balance it, itself out oh, and he'll interesting. produce a down-the-middle kind of story. Whereas if he's a hardcore conservative and you assign him a conservative story, he, he will produce something that your liberal readers will not like. That's fair. <laughs> and like that. the other way around.
2: I actually did try a run where it was all just offbeat. I just wanted my newspaper to be complete nonsense. So it was like offbeat and entertainment. Right.
3: I like <laughs> Worked that. for me. I've done that as sort of, I actually went uh, the National Enquirer route and went oh. all offbeat, all conservative. There you go.
2: <laughs> I could see those angry letters now that you get sent. What is this? <laughs> No, but it's great. And I'm glad to see that it's coming along and hopefully coming out this year um, out of the the full release. But check it out on Steam. I love simulation games. So that's why these are always fun for me. I know some people are like, why do you want to play work? I'm like, I don't know, but it's fun for me. I can sit down <laughs> and I plan the whole thing well, and plan boss. my business. That helps. What's that?
3: You're the boss. Well, kind of. That's true. Above the full, you're actually not the ultimate boss. There's an owner of the newspaper mm-hmm. you still answer to. It's basically a quest giver. Yeah. Yeah, Or sort of storyteller if you want. He's also the guy who fires you.
2: Your dungeon master?
3: Yeah, dungeon master. If you mess up and you're game over, he's the guy who fires you. So, yeah.
2: I've been. Kicked a few times. <laughs> like that's what is my paper. Let me do it. Oh man! But uh, let's talk about game reach a little bit too here, because this is definitely new since we had you on the show last. That's true. Um, yeah. So a uh, very useful little tool. Was this just uh, something you were like, I really would like this kind of tool for my own research, and that's kind of what
3: sort of. you wanted
2: to fill that hole you couldn't find to fill out there.
3: Uh, So this started as a uh, work finding tool, Mm. because when uh, COVID first hit, like so many others, I was laid off, and I sort of needed to find new work, and was thinking, I'm sort of past my prime when it comes to hiring, especially in gaming. When you're past 40, that gets a little difficult, Um, and you have to sort of prove that you're still in touch with the industry. And having an indie game on Steam, that's great, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not uh, end all be all. So, I th- I thought, what can I do? What can I take uh, from previous jobs that tie into sort of where I want to continue going in my career? And um, I was thinking of a project that I had started on with a in the previous position that I've been in. Um, and I was thinking I could take that idea and take it to the next level. So the idea is very, very briefly to mm-hmm. measure how well a any video game engages with this audience. And when I say engage, I mean like how much do they actually play it or watch it on streams or mm-hmm. talk about it on Reddit. So where other sort of scoring systems try to measure reviews or sales, I try to go the other direction yeah. with GameReach. And originally this was this was just a spreadsheet that lived on a laptop somewhere. Mm-hmm. But when I was unemployed and I was thinking, how can I take this to the next level? I started developing uh, data scraping scripts and put a website together. And again, I'm not an artist or a designer, <laughs> so I'm thankful for templates. Um, sure. <laughs> nor am I actually a web developer. Uh, I have some antiquated PHP knowledge and uh, very rudimentary HTML, CSS skills, uh, and uh, pretty good at Googling. But <laughs> Oh,
2: see? That's good, because I'm not good at Google.
3: That's really like the one skill I would recommend any solo dev of any kind, learn to Google.
2: You know, I took very briefly these little (laughs) classes on humble bundle. And I think I, what was it? RPG maker Steven that I was Mm -hmm. messing in or something like that. And, um, way too code heavy for somebody who had no idea what she's doing. This was probably the worst thing to start off on, but as you mentioned, Lovely people had code out there in the world wide web, and I managed to plug some of them in. And when the character moved, I was like, Oh my God, it's almost like I created something.
3: (laughs) If you want to create something, anything to get you started, just I mean, if you want to start with a template, start with a template, who cares? Yeah, but that's what I did with the website. And um, I've been focusing more on uh, gathering data from the right sources and still tweaking how I do that uh, because. I learn as I go, Mm
1: -hmm. but
3: the good news is I got it up and running while I was looking for work and was able to use it and refer back to it. And I really think that helped me because as soon as I launched that and I started including it more in my sort of cover letters and stuff like that, I definitely noticed an uptick in interviews, like right away. Yeah. The first four months of unemployment, I, I didn't get anything, nothing, no callbacks, nothing. Oh, man. As soon as I launched that, I started getting interviews. It could be a coincidence that the market started changing right around that same time, but it just seems a little odd. It's like the same week, literally.
2: Well, maybe that all would tell you too, that there was definitely this need out there that Now that they're finding, because I mean, especially like for our audience here, we probably have a good, a a decent spread of like podcasters, content creators, indie developers that I'm friends with and everything like that. Um, And so as I was reading through here, you know, that, you know, plenty of other people that it's, it's perfect for, but for our audience here, I am curious though, with like the streamers and stuff. So is that pulling data from just how many people are playing that game at any time off of Twitch? Because I have seen that they're... No, data can not. be kind of complicated to pull from.
3: Um, so actually, Twitch is giving me a little bit of grief right now. And uh, I did reach out to their dev uh, Okay. Team and I'm mm-hmm. hoping, they did listen to me. They did reply. Hey. I'm hoping that they're going to include a little bit more data in their official API. So, um, but what I have been going by, just to answer your question, is mm-hmm. rather than going by a number of streams, because you can have a million streams that nobody's watching, and that sure. provides zero value.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I go by average watch time.
2: Oh, there you go.
3: So you could have two streamers. But of course, you've you got to ratio it out. So it's, it's the number of viewers and and the what average watch time, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, if you have 100 viewers or 1,000 viewers that have a high average watch time, it's more valuable than three viewers with a high average watch time. But three viewers with a high average watch time is can be at least more valuable than 100 viewers with very low watch time
2: like very quick click through they're not actually
3: staying with it Okay, especially if you're trying to measure engagement because Mm. the longer people watch the more engaged they are with Mm -hmm. i mean obviously the host plays a role here as well but if right if we're measuring across all of twitch uh i think the host factor evens out a little bit more um so that's how I measure streams. And, and so I take all these different factors. Streaming, I do take reviews into consideration, but I don't give them a very high weight in the final score.
2: Kind of like that, um, actually.
3: I take, <laughs> what else do I take? Oh, yeah, Reddit. I am under several Reddit threads.
2: Oh, yeah, they're um, very vocal. That's probably a <laughs> <laughs> good place to look.
3: <laughs> I also uh, work with uh, Itch and look up oh, nice. Itch games. Um, and also sort of check for how much activity there is on on these, like how many uh, comments are there on every Mm -hmm. games and which games are are currently featured, stuff like that. Um, Just wherever I can find relevant data, really. Uh, I'm still tweaking it and and seeing what I can, like if there are any good APIs out there I can adapt.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, I'm trying to find a better way to measure uh, regular social media activity. Uh, the best way I can sort of do it mm-hmm. right now is with hash, hashtags.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, but if they're diligent in doing it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 not the best way, in my opinion, because you, know, you can miss a lot of conversations amongst fans that already know what they're talking about. They don't they don't need to use the hashtag, right? Right. Uh, so <laughs> right. You're, you're more likely to just catch promotional stuff, which I'm not really that interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm still working on that side of things. Uh, But all of this data is then pulled into an algorithm and weighed out, and the final score is generated and um, displayed on the website. And right before my computer crashed, I was working on migrating from a weekly update where I manually go and start some scripts and then database. Um, It sounds like a lot, but it's really not. No, I, I got to make
2: it sound impressive. Come on. You work so <laughs> hard and
3: <laughs> sweating. Monitor that everything is like running mm-hmm. for the first few minutes. And then I can walk away, come back, and then it's done. And I just have to upload it to the database.
2: Yeah, they have to know um, what you're doing. I don't know.
3: <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to get away from that. I want to switch it to an, a continuous running process where the scores are live and updating all the time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Because I've added user accounts and you can track games now if you have a user account. Uh, So if you're, say, if you're an indie publisher, you can track all your own games that you're publishing or your competitors' games. Or if you're a content creator, you can track games that you're interested in, that you're streaming or that your audience wants to know about. Mm -hmm. Before you start streaming, it, you can check them out there, see how they're doing. Um, I'm working on all that stuff and I feel like with that sort of, those those kinds of features, it works better with a live score than a weekly update.
2: I could agree with you there, yeah. Especially if you're looking for, like, what's the hot thing that people are discussing a lot right now that I plan to maybe want to play today, real time. Yeah, I could agree with you there. So I think you could get it.
3: it it's working, um, the actual live score. I still have to start the live score script. <laughs> But I can <laughs> automate that part. I just wanted to make sure that, that the actual script was working before I automated it. And That's I was fair. just in the verification phase of that when my whole system crashed. So, <sighs> but that was backed up. So thankfully, I didn't lose any work there.
2: See, if there's one lesson we're learning today, friends, siblings, back up your stuff. Mm-hmm. Right?
3: <laughs> I think heat is what did it. <sighs> I was playing Empire of Sin, and I had to pause the game and walk away. I came back like maybe 40 minutes later and my computer was stone dead, dead.
1: Oh no. Now you make power me wonder,
3: supply I, I do that all the time. Lighting the LED on the motherboard, but I don't know, maybe the CPU died.
2: Oh, maybe it's more paste or something needed to be know. in there and fried it out.
3: Kind of, didn't have time to troubleshoot it. I had to get back online. Like
2: I know. feel you. Well, I'm glad <laughs> you were able to find a PC. Like that is a big feat in and of itself these days, I think, Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, I think one of the only other real questions that I have about game reach here is just how do you decide, uh, which games goes up? Do people get to request to you? Maybe if they can't find a game on there, like, Hey, I'd really love data for this or some really cool things that just comes across your desk or just building it as you can, because
3: I do it very sort of old school. Uh, I go through the latest releases on Metacritic, and mm-hmm. on Steam, and on Itch, and then I just add any title that doesn't look like it's total spamware or a half-finished project, or like, a, you know, like legitimately like
2: someone day. cared to put it out.
3: <laughs> uh, I do try to to vary it as much as possible, and not just add stuff that I like or Uh, not just indie games and not just triple a games in the beginning when i was first sort of filling the database with a bunch of stuff i added some sort of older games and some of the feedback i got was oh it's really hard to find the indie games because of all the sort of high profile titles that are being added but that's not Mm. happening now so much i'm adding less titles per week because i'm more or less caught up on that end. I don't. I have no interest in going all the way back to like the '90s or whatever. And it's like the entire
2: game Steam games. library gets right. uploaded.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, my my focus is mainly on like titles from 2016 and forward. Okay. Um, because I feel like that's where most of if there's any change in how much people engage with a title, that's it's not going to be with like some old game, unless they re-release it. In which case, I'll re-add it to the database anyway.
2: Like Mass Effect so. here. Exactly. come back around yeah yeah i find it very interesting and i mean now that we have all this in mind because i was looking at the top 10 of all time on the site right here steven you'll love this cyberpunk number two but i can Woo. imagine with the engagement that's had <laughs> makes total sense
1: <laughs>
3: yes. cyberpunk has been up and down on the list a few times uh, it's never gotten I did it i think it, i think it two is the highest it's ever gotten
2: yeah, I was gonna say it's a two right now, but I don't remember, uh, when I checked like a week ago, when I first started like pumping in games and seeing what was getting pumped out and all that kind of stuff, because yeah, you could tell in here too, cause like Stardew Valley is there and that's been out a while now, number eight. So yeah, I, I, that's really cool to think about that way because these, especially a lot of these that come out in early access, you probably will be talking about them for a really long time as it's developing and going through the whole thing. Stardew started that way. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
3: I think so as well. Um, Excellent. The, the all-time list is probably not the most interesting one. Like if you're if oh, you're was... following the, t- the site on a sort of more regular basis, um, there is there's a top 10 page that has a bunch of more in-depth or variations of top 10 lists of newly added games, games mm-hmm. published last month, so on and so forth. I think that one's probably more interesting because it has a lot more changes from week to week or when it goes live.
2: And I like it because I haven't heard of some of them, which will make me more curious to go check it out.
3: Sometimes I'm really surprised by games that have a relatively high score and I've never Mm -hmm. heard of them. What is this?
2: Why am I not in that circle? right? (laughs) Right. Because even like death loop right now has been staying up there too. And we're, we're waiting, but I, I, that's one I really want to play too. So I could see people talking about a lot of it, but I, I, I like this approach. Where you're really just kind of taking like how people are discussing. Are you even, is it there in a, an account at all if it's negative or positive? It's just like constant conversation about a title.
3: It's, it depends a little bit on the medium. Uh, so on Reddit, it's harder to distinguish positive from negative. Sure. So um, <laughs> that also counts against Reddit when I'm measuring out like how much does the actual, the the, the points I get from Reddit, how many of those go into the final score uh, mm-hmm. it does count against it because it's so unpredictable, but still a lot of negative commentary is still engagement.
1: Still so engagement yeah. it
3: does count. Uh, the same goes for reviews. I do give positive reviews a higher value, but a lot of negative reviews is still engagement. True. So I'm still tweaking all these details as well. I mean, There was a point where I was giving engagement value for translations as well. Oh wow! So if you had a lot of languages included in your game, you got a little bit of a boost in your score, but I'll take Mm -hmm. that back out because it really says nothing about the game. It says something about how you plan on marketing it and publishing it.
2: Well, wouldn't that still be useful for a dev or a publisher? Like where should I have this localized the most or?
3: I do include the information on on the website. Oh, okay.
2: I don't include it in the score. Oh, I gotcha. All right. I see what you mean there. The the difference. Well, I mean, I also want to be respectful of your time, and I feel like we've already had you for like 30 minutes here, but I don't know. I've hogged him the whole time, Steven. Do you want to pry into his his mind here or any burning questions?
0: Nothing comes to mind, but I mean you've hit a, a lot of the uh, points we wanted to talk about because I wanted to get to know about game reach and where yeah. it started so. Fascinating to know it was a job search engine first.
3: <laughs> I will say this: uh, it's still in a very early beta stage, and if you want an account to track games and stuff like that, you need an invite. Uh, but you can oh. go to the website and request an invite, and then I'll collect your de- your email. And when I have a good way of sending out emails, I'll send out invite keys. You're getting that no, hit so up. Excellent. So, and the same goes for if you want your game added to the site, you can just send me an email. There's a link right on the website. There's also a Google form on my Twitter page for it.
2: Perfect. Yeah.
0: And as usual, links will be. In the uh, descriptions oh, down, down below.
2: below there. Yeah, go check him out. Definitely check out his Twitter I, and Instagram. I think it's fun watching you with the building, the guitars and stuff. Like I was even watching some of your stuff on YouTube. Like those are some really awesome designs, man. You up at the top. I know designer. Look at you. <laughs> okay. Graphic designer, baby. But my God, there's some gorgeous pieces in there, man. Really and
3: truly. It's not that hard to just spray paint on a piece of wood.
2: Oh, stop being so humble. (laughs) You're talented. It looks great. I couldn't imagine building all of those. And it's great. I would go check out the website some fun little beats. I did get to check that out. That's how I know he's a real big D and D fan. We've even got songs about that.
3: (laughs) It Uh, was great. My biggest social account right now is my TikTok, which is all D and D. So,
2: oh, nice. I haven't been brave enough to really venture over into TikTok too much yet. I don't know if I can handle it. (laughs) It's a rabbit hole. I don't have enough Zoomers in my life to teach me.
0: But maybe we should, we should tap into the, to the TikTok market, you know, maybe. Get, get all, drag our old asses over there and be like, look at us being TikTokers and-, and... I
3: recommend it. I find it the most wholesome and nice place. Really? Right now, yeah. Okay. That's where I go for just lighthearted entertainment. And that's how we okay. easily lose like an hour of your time. Just what happened? Oh, I know
2: I downloaded it.
3: TikTok hole.
2: I haven't. I never figured out how to make a video, and then I deleted <laughs> it. So it was like a series of me. Like I look at my video. I'm like, I did it. It was just me going. I'm <laughs> like, well, maybe I could just upload that. Like, can anyone tell me what I'm doing right? Now?
0: I'm sure there's
3: a niche for that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure
3: there
0: is. All I know is that when my wife is is looking at TikTok, I'm like, well, she's going to be distracted for a few hours. Time to play a game.
2: <laughs> really I guess I didn't know it was that addictive because I never gave it enough of a chance well that that's on me that's on me we'll check it out maybe it scares me I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> too much there's too much well thank you so much for coming on uh where can we find you Rasmus where should we have them all push the buttons to follow you and keep up to date
3: uh probably mostly active on Twitter um on, on my the print account, which is my personal account, or mm-hmm. you can just go join the Game IO account if you're not interested in my personal life. <laughs> Game Reach, uh, it's not super active, but I try to post a few times a week, just a few updates of what's happening on the site, if and when something's happening on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think that's probably the best um, Instagram. If you want to see me build guitars,
2: I recommend.
3: That's about it. Take
2: yeah, if excellent. You want there you go. And TikTok. We can add that on there too. And TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. And as Steven said, I'm sure we'll have all that in the description down below. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm Thanks so early. And this was lovely. I can't wait well, to keep an to
3: eye on it. back on in what? A couple of years? Yeah, <laughs> a, couple a couple of years. years.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll it'll just keep timing it out that way. Then you'll have a new project going. Yeah. You're, you've are you got so much talent, me. I mean, we'll have something new to talk about in a couple of years, next I'm time, sure. I don't want to
3: make it by myself though. I want a team next time. Just there you go. Uh, it's too much work for one person. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I admire the, the fortitude though, man, and the keeping it on. Cause I can only imagine
3: feedback from fans and random help. is really what keeps me going.
2: That's great. Well, check it out above the fold on steam. We're getting close to its full release. Check out game reach IO for all you people out there who want to know the data, it's good stuff to know. Thanks for coming on, but yeah, that's our show. You know, you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at super mega crash. You can send us an email at super crash at gmail.com. Go find us on Twitter. You can view the weekly icon art that Stephen puts all of his time and love into. You can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform. And you can even go over to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions to support the show. You can tell your friends. Your enemies, I don't care who you tell. Just tell everyone you know. You can find the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network or just search Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo Podcast found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, I think, two's in there, right? Yeah. And even YouTube.com forward slash Pencil and Paper Productions. As always, thank you so much for listening. I am Lacey Finley.
0: And I am Stephen White.
2: And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash Siblings. (laughs) But until then,
0: game on.